Today we have an awesome snippet from our Optimus financing team. They're going to discuss how to quarterback a two-minute drill. This is going to be a great little piece of leadership content right here, so take it away, guys. Today we are really kind of blessed to be joined by another guest. We've got Matt Houts. He's the National Sales Manager for Anderson Plumbing and HVAC in Southern California. It's a rather large organization, and um, I've known Matt for quite some time. I know, Donna, you've gotten to know Matt pretty well, and yes. we really appreciate his leadership and him joining us today. So, Matt, if you pop your screen back on, we can see you and we can say hello to you. Um, there we are. There he is. <laughs> hey, Matt, did, did we wake you up? Did, did I have to wake you up to get you going here? It's early in California still. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, still early. We uh, had a, um, a training this morning, so we're a little bit early. That's No, that's good. And I can tell you what we're not getting in Southern California in San Diego is a lot of rain like they're getting out in, in Tampa. I wish we were getting some of that yeah. over there in Southern California for you guys. It's a different world there. Yeah. Yeah, perfect day every day here. <laughs> perfect, Sunny perfect. 75 in San Diego all the time. So, uh, so um, Matthew, thank you for joining us. Uh, we're really excited to have you. We are going to talk about leadership. I want to start us off with a couple of poll questions. Donna, can you fire out the first poll question so we can kind of get it out there? Or is it Jessica? It's this, Jessica. This? It's interesting. You always ask me to do it. And we know that it's Jessica it's, at this point. It makes me feel better that it's <laughs> when I say not to get this accomplished for me. So the first question is, really is when it comes to leadership, and then we have a couple of choices. Can we see the poll questions yet? Are they up there? Jessica, can you? There we there go. They are. The most, most important aspect of leadership is listening to your people, allowing input from your people, B, setting firm KPIs or expectations, and then make sure create accountability, <laughs> developing processes and procedures, or building the right culture for your people. Um, Matt, you got any thoughts what you think is going to be the one that's most selected here? Um, well, I, myself, I would say building the right culture. If you do that, uh, everything else will kind of tend to fall into place. And uh, yeah. I, I find that's probably been the most important thing, at least in, um, in my experience. Yeah, I mean, I talk about with, with the EGIA and with the Optimist team about us creating a culture um, where we don't want to be necessarily seen as a bank. We want to be seen as, as just one of, our, one of you, right, our, just our people. But um, it wouldn't surprise me if we see some setting firm KPIs and then creating accountability. I know there's a lot of people that really believe very hard, very strongly in keeping a KPI. Donna, what are your thoughts? Well, I think it's important to listen to people and to allow some input, some free dialogue. So I actually like listening to your people. I think that's going to be that's going to be up there. So this will be interesting to see how this plays out since we've all taken a little I bit know, of a get from different it's guests. Interesting and. Uh, do we have a, a response? Look at that. Boom. 45% oh, building the right culture. This is why Matt is a good leader. Matt, right you there. are on top of it. <laughs> building the right culture for your people. And like I said, listening to your people. Very good, Donna. Yes, I was number two. Right? And not very many people with the developing process and procedures, but that's probably right up there with, with the entire building the your culture, culture right? Yeah. So. Um, love that question. Yeah. Let's, let's uh, Jessica, let's bring up the second one because it'll be interesting, right? Because I, I love 
the, the, the next one, again, let's keep it focusing on some leadership here. The most important aspect is to about, now we're talking about hiring here. Right. Hiring. Is it always hiring the field of expertise? Go outside the box. Attitude is everything. You can train anyone or hire anyone at this point. There is a worker shortage <laughs> and we just need people, which is probably, unfortunately, more real than we'd like to. <laughs> Matt, what are your thoughts here? My guess with Matt is you're going to be going, um, attitude is everything and you can train anyone, but let us know. What are your thoughts? Um, well, uh, I would actually say go outside the box. Um, I've definitely done that and had a lot of success. Um, I have a lot of I have that would probably not normally be selling heating and air conditioning systems, and um, I think just giving them a chance. I think a lot of times folks overlook are really suited to this. Uh, always looking at maybe uh, trying to repurpose technicians and sales people. Yeah, I, so I, I know. I've, uh, I've had a lot of success with uh, with some maybe what might be considered odd choices. <laughs> Matthew, I'm get, I have to step in here because he is a go outside the box hire too, because he hired me and I haven't been, hadn't been in HVAC ever. So he hired me as an out of the box employee. That's basic. So I would say that for sure for Matthew. And, and, and I think one of the biggest, I, I think one of the biggest challenges we've got is, um, is literally when it comes to like some t so many times you reach for people that are have industry knowledge and they have industry experience um, and really what you're in inheriting um, unfortunately a lot of times is their bad habits from the industry the things that, the things that have have not been successful and you have to break them down did we um, get the answer to did, the did we get the, did we get the answer on that one there we go most important Whoa! Look at that. Attitude oh, is everything. You. <laughs> you can train anybody. And I love that concept. I love the concept of getting outside the box. I love that nobody went for the always hire in their field of expertise. Not one. Right? And it really strongly is attitude is everything. Thoughts, Matt? You like that? Don't like that? Uh, well, after the last question, I guess I don't have uh, my finger on the pulse. I thought I did. But, uh, yeah, I think a lot of them sort of uh, tie into each other. I think the attitude, of course, yes. I mean, you might go outside the box, but uh, ultimately you do need somebody with a good attitude. And um, a lot of times you just, you just can't train that. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess I would partially go with that. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right in that they kind of go to together because when, when I think of going outside the box to hiring, one of the things that, you know, I've – I brought on Donna, who had a history of, of um, you know, being in in the radio, and certainly didn't have finance history. And I knew we could train her on finance. But what we were looking for, and this is a part I'd like to get into at some point during this discussion, is when hiring, when you find people that are successful in their field, almost regardless of what the field is, whether it's radio, whether it's finance, whether it's HVAC, whether whatever, when you see them successful they tend to be successful no matter where you put them. So I'm more interested in the success that they've had and how they've accomplished their success than I am whether they know finance or know how to, to like all the ins and outs. And I, I would think from a sales perspective, it would be the same with you. Yeah, uh, well, uh, to speak to that, my first hire who I still have, and I've had a very low turnover rate, um, 
was a, uh, uh, she probably tell me for saying, but she's about 63 years old. She's my number two. Last year, she did 2.6 and change million. Um, wow. And you probably wouldn't think 62, 63-year-old woman would be um, uh, the, your first choice to sell HVAC equipment. She did have a little bit of experience in the industry, but um, it was really her attitude. The prior sales manager wasn't really interested in her, and I was sort of intrigued that she had applied for the job. She had a wonderful attitude, and it's become uh, one of our stars. So, so, so obviously, my follow-up here is: What is it that? attracted you to her in the fact of us bringing her onto like what was it about her interview or the process when you were hiring her that made you think this would be a good fit well she had sort of a nice authority about her she was a sixth grade teacher at one time and uh there was definitely i mean sixth grade that was like that was like my personal vietnam you know but uh she was very nice but uh firm and um very knowledgeable and very personable. And as I said, you can train people uh, in all aspects of sales, but uh, they really kind of have to come with something in terms of building a rapport. Uh, I, I, about half of my sales team is female, and I find that uh, it's just worked out really well. A lot of times they can, I'm a big guy, uh, and our uniforms are black, so if I show up at your house, might look a little intimidating. I think a lot of times, sometimes the female design consultants sort of cut right through that. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. Yeah. So, so I do have a couple of questions here. First off, how in the name for anybody who knows Anderson uh, Plumbing and HVAC, how in the name are your uniforms not pink? I'm just curious how that is because everything else about you guys, your trucks and everything else is pink, right? So Mary Jean and the Anderson brand is, is very known for their pink and you guys still have black uniforms. Well, the black does seem to make the pink pop a little more. So, uh, the trucks aren't black that are, but the uniforms usually, there you go. And, uh, yes, the pink or the white will sort of pop a little more. Um, and uh, I like the pink. I mean, I would kind of go for a, a Don Johnson look, but uh, uh, we, I think with the pink, a lot of times, maybe the less is more, you know? <laughs> Matt, Matt, I'm quite sure they've, you've been mistaking many times for Don Johnson. So that is my, <laughs> that is my gift to you, giving you that. Um, the other thing I want to know is, so you've, 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 you've touched on something that we're seeing a really a really positive trend, I think, going on inside the U.S., inside of our industry, which is we're starting to see more and more women being hired in the HVAC industry. It's always been a male-dominated industry. But in your case, I know you've, have you gone out of your way to bring in more women, or has it just, you feel like the better people that you're finding just happen to be women? Um, I would say that uh, I'm probably much more open to it. I think our uh, recruiter was a little surprised. She was bringing me guys that were 23 years old, 22. Maybe they were kind of a hot shot in the service side. And, and I'm not saying I, I wouldn't hire guys like that, but I specifically asked her, do you have any like kind of like middle-aged women, you know, maybe that are interested <laughs> in this? And I think she was a little taken aback, but, um, uh, you know, uh, the last one we uh, hired, she was a preschool teacher. I guess we're seeing kind of a theme here with teachers, but uh, sure. and she's been working out very well. Her first month, she did uh, over a hundred thousand. 
great for a great for a novice. Uh, for the first think? month on her own. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I, I certainly, uh, I, I've also found, uh, speaking to, in terms of the, the, the right culture, uh, I've been with Anderson for 16 years now, 13 of that, I was on the sales team. And we had some point where it was all guys, and these are all nice guys, but it kind of does turn into like Animal House a little bit when it's just all guys. So when you have a little bit of a kind of a co-ed, uh, it, it does seem to be a little more of a respectful and nicer uh, atmosphere. At least that's been my finding. I, I find that fascinating. I know EGIA over the course of the year, and again, remember, as a nonprofit, we started in 1931. It's, it, was, it was inevitable starting in the 30s through the 50s and 70s that it was going to be very male-dominated, and we've definitely been a male-dominant or dominant organization, but what we've really done is make a very con con concerted effort to bring in um, a stronger female presence and, and, you know, all things equal. My team on the Optimus team is now 50%, you know, at least 50% female, maybe even, even a little bit higher even than that. I think there are more men, women than men at this point. I think so. Um, and I do think that from an educational standpoint, we seem, I, I feel like we're more educational now than we've been in the, even though we've always been an educational organization from the Optimus side, we're better, I don't know if this is just coincident or not, but we're better listeners and we're better educators than we were before. Um, and I'm thinking- I don't think it's a coincidence. <laughs> I know, I know not you don't think it's a coincidence. Not one bit do I think it's a coincidence. <laughs> and I don't think, I, I know you don't. But my thing is, Matt, I would think that when, you've go, when you're going to people's houses, maybe it's an advantage to be, to your point, to be sending a woman, especially a 60-year-old woman, is non-threatening. I, I mean, again, I don't know her, Maybe she is threatening, but it seems like it would be my natural reaction would be non-threatening and just kind of really speaking to the decision maker, which many times in the household is the other woman, right? Sure. Uh, yeah, and as I said, I mean, uh, when I was selling, I especially when it was at night, a late call, I'm by myself. Customer might be uh, maybe a elderly lady. I mean, I, I find myself unconsciously maybe for the first 10, 15 minutes really trying with my body language to show that I'm not any sort of threat or anything. Yeah, so sure. I, I think a lot of times, a lot of the female um, uh, salespeople that can really just sort of cut through that. Um, but this extends to other uh, aspects of the company too. I mean, we are a female owned company. We do have the pink branding. Uh, we've been around since 1978. Uh, over on our service side, our number one turnover tech, uh, her name's Katie Frosto. She is by a mile, uh, our number one turnover tech. And uh, we have a few other, uh, uh, I, I would say probably half the managers in the company. Uh, actually, my boss, uh, Teresa, she's the manager of HVAC operations, the install manager also as a female. I've worked with her for years. So it, it does, as I said, when you kind of build the right culture, a lot of other things just sort of line up. Um, and uh, it's just worked out very well for us. So let's talk about that culture thing, because I think that's really important. We saw that a lot of people believe in building the right culture. What are the characteristics that you are kind of looking for in people that help build that right culture? I would like to enable to define what your culture is. Well, uh, I, I would really just say sort of, uh, I mean, it's very simple just in terms of just kindness. I mean, we have people who are just uh, very nice, ready to help each other. Um, 
everyone goes really sort of out of their way to help each other uh, here. Um, we have, uh, I mean, we have young, old, uh, we have, like I said, we're, we're co-ed, we have uh, LGBT, uh, LGBTQ. I mean, we, uh, we kind of have a, right. a whole range of everybody here. Uh, it really is, well, frankly, it's a snapshot of especially Southern California. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So really, you're trying to be as reflective as possible as the community that you're serving, which is a really bright, bright idea that I don't know that enough contractors, enough dealers actually really pay attention to, like the customer service, customer experience. I always say, and you guys, if you see me live anywhere, if you see any of these things, that your customer experience is happening whether you want to participate or not your customer experience is happening. So be aware of your customer experience and try to listen and pay attention to your customers so that you can match them up with the right people and you can speak the language. And part of that is to your point is having a sales, I, I mean, I love the concept of having a sales team reflective of the community. And I know Donna, you're a big believer in that. No, I absolutely am. And I think Matt is a great example in leading the way in, in having such a diverse team. I wanna know, is there a difference between leading men or women? Is there a difference in that? Um, I mean, uh, I, I guess probably not as much as you think it would be. Uh, it, it hasn't been, at least my experience, been that way. Um, I mean, all these, uh, most of the folks that I do hire are usually around middle age. They have children, so we have a lot of shared experiences with that. And some of the uh, some of the struggles that we have to, like maybe they have to be off at certain times. They have obligations, which I take very seriously, or doctor appointments. Um, but I, I haven't found necessarily managing men and women to be so, so different. Uh, I, I, if anything, I would say probably more age. Um, it's, uh, I, I do tend to manage folks that are younger, a little younger than I manage folks that are my age or older. That's interesting that you, that you point that. Now, I am curious, has there been, have you seen much of a shift or transition towards kind of a different non-traditional work week, right? Because I know we're hearing a lot of that in the pandemic that, um, you know, people are shifting to four for day work weeks, but longer times, or people working from home significantly more. How has you, your company, or your industry in particular been affected in that way, or have you been affected in that way? Well, I, I would say sales, especially in-home sales, uh, are kind of uniquely suited to that because uh, it, 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 by definition, is uh, in a, an uncon uh, unconventional work week. You're usually not gonna do 40 hours, or you may do 60 plus hours, especially in uh, uh, the seasonal work. So a lot of times you might have a slow morning and then you're working uh, later into the night. And then a lot of it, you'll, you're doing your follow-ups. We cover a very wide county here in San Diego County. So, um, so yeah, by it's kind of, I guess I've, I've kind of been uh, used to at least doing the sales for having this unconventional schedule. A uh, lot more, a lot longer schedule, a lot more of my uh, week is probably devoted to work and it's mixed in with, with other things. So, uh, uh, yeah, like I said, I think we're kind of uniquely suited to it. It's not for everybody, though, in home sales, male or female. No, it is, it is, it is definitely 
not for everybody. And are you seeing a kind of a switch? Are you seeing any kind of transition where more sales are being done before you even get to the home? Or is it still really heavily reliant on getting in front of the customer in their house and kind of kind of setting that customer experience up? I'm just curious. Well, uh, I would say at least half of our sales, maybe even just over half are what are called techni uh, TGL, technician generated leads um, or turnovers where a customer had a service technician out uh, for an issue with a furnace or an air conditioner, found that it was beyond economic repair. Uh, quite often it's a little different in Southern California because we are in a relatively arid climate that we get folks that have 30 year old air conditioners, 30, 40 years old. So we see that quite often as opposed to other places with more extreme weather. And those systems, uh, a lot of times will be set up by a technician and then the salesperson will come out. Uh, so they are easier to close. Uh, they pay at a different rate, but uh, we do get a lot of our business from, um, as I said, uh, systems that are beyond economic repair. Um, right. When folks are getting in touch with the marketed lead, those are a little less. Um, so a lot of them are, are set up. Awesome content right there from the Optimist team, as always. Now listen, if you like this episode, be sure and share it on Facebook. And if you want to unlock more premium training content to take your company to the next level, click the link in the Facebook post for a free 30-day trial. Well, that's it for this week, folks. We'll see you next week. Until then, bye-bye for now.